We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are live, everybody. It's the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Rick Kamla, Steve Alexander, a.k.a. Dr. A. We're going to talk Victor Wembanyama and Chet Holmgren, the showdown they had earlier this week. We're going to talk about some of the developments here in the preseason. We're getting a lot of roster and, and depth chart stuff that we can use and make some money on. And uh, the NBA is cracking down on load management. Will it lead to more games played for our beloved NBA players that are helping us win fantasy leagues? All of that is coming up right about now. Rick Campbell, Dr. A. Dr. A, what's up, my brother? Let's go. Last week was fun. I'm, I'm feeling good about this, man. And let's give the people some winners. Let's give the people some good advice. How you living, man? We got basketball to watch. We do have basketball to watch. We also have a very important Braves game this evening. And I got to go on a recon mission when we're done here. Casey and I are hosting trivia at a place that doesn't have Valley Sports. So it doesn't have the Braves games on their TV. Trivia is at eight. The Braves games at eight. I'm going to go see if I can hook my phone up to their TV and run it that way. Watch the Braves. Because if, if the Braves aren't on at this trivia joint, I don't know that I'm going to be uh, that I'm going to be helping out tonight. I, 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 it's kind of a big one. But aren't it's a huge game for the Braves. But aren't the Braves uh, on, uh, going to be on TBS or ESPN you know what? or something like that? You're like, right. Alex, this is, they're on TBS. This is the I ALDS. totally forgot about that. The NLDS, man, this should be on uh, on on a big network here. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm used to. Good, I'm, bro. Used to I'm used to regular season Braves. You're right. It's on TBS. They probably can somehow finagle their way into finding TBS uh, on their network. So I like ahead. their Maybe chances. You just you just saved me a lot of trouble, Rick. Thank you. Well, that's what I'm here for. We're here to save uh, our great audience here watching the RotoWire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. We're here to save them. Time, money, expense. I mean, just come through us. We can be your fantasy filters and help you win these leagues, man. So um, let's get cracking here, uh, Dr. A. I want to talk Victor and Chet with you in a minute, but uh, we were texting and you hit me with um, a thought and a question here. Are we sleeping on Chet Holmgren? Um, Rotowire's average ADP on Chet Holmgren right now is 53, being drafted around Miles Turner, um, uh, Walker Kessler, uh, and I believe DeAndre Ayton is right in that zone as well. Um, and so it's kind of like a glut of big men right there. Uh, and and I, look, 
based on who's going ahead of him, based on who's going around him, based on who's going behind him. Like, I kind of like his ADP right now. I feel good with him being a four-slash-fifth-round pick. Uh, do you feel like the fantasy world is sleeping on your boy Chet? A little bit. I do, a little bit. Because, I mean, Wimby's going way higher than he is. I've got Chet ranked 39th. I feel like that's a little too low. Uh, and the thing is, somebody asked me today, you know, who's the next SGA? Like, who's the guy I can get in the third or fourth round? that's going to win me my league and be a, you know, a top 12 guy. My answer was Chet. Like mm. he looks so good in these preseason games. Uh, I don't know if he can stay healthy, man. He's so skinny and so tall. He's all legs and arms, but <laughs> I, I feel like everybody is sleeping on Chet a little bit. That's interesting. Um, he does have the potential to be a league winner. I will give you that. I, I like your answer to that question. I, I really do. Cause the upside is just immense with this guy. Um, I am worried about a late-season shutdown for Victor Wembanyama. I can virtually guarantee our audience right now, Dr. A, and it's a massive buzzkill. I can virtually guarantee you all right now that Victor Wembanyama will not be available for your team in the fantasy basketball playoffs later on this year if you're in a head-to-head -head league. And if you're not in a head-to-head -head league, what in the hell are you doing with your life? You should be playing only head-to-head -head leagues, roto, rotisserie leagues, Steve, I, I will sometimes I, I won't do basketball rotisserie. I, I don't even remember the last time. I don't even know if I've ever done it. Um, uh, if if Matt Deutsch invites me to like a, a, a roto baseball league, okay, I'll accept the invite. I finished third in his league this year, right? I don't like it though. I'm a head to head guy. But anyway, um, so that's where I'm at with Victor. So I would much rather have Chet Holmgren in a redraft scenario than Victor Wembanyama because OKC's going for it, Doctor A. They're not going to shut it down. They're not, but you know, I, I, why I, I, you know how Pop every year seems to run the Spurs as if he hates fantasy managers. Like that, like I feel like his going back to the life, Manu, Tony, and Tim days, right? And Kawhi, like I feel like his goal in life is to make us miserable. And, you know, he used to like not announce who his DNPs for the night until like right. the very last second. And sometimes he didn't even announce. Sometimes he just take them out, uh, big games and stuff. So I, I kind of feel like he may be pivoting because everybody's worried about a Wimby shutdown. I could see Pop being like, oh, really? You think I'm going to shut Wimby down? Watch this. I, I could see him potentially doing something weird and playing Wimbanyama all year. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I don't know, man. I just, Whatever I want to happen with with Pop, it never it never really pans out. But uh, it's interesting. I mean, are you saying that you would draft Chet in front of Wembenyama? One hundred percent in a redraft league, not in a dynasty league. I I mean, Wemby. I mean, give me a break. If if you're in a startup, I mean, we got some tough decisions here with Luca and you know, LaMelo and Wemby. And, you know, if you're in a startup dynasty league, you know, Wemby's going to obviously go very, very high. But if you're in a redraft league, a public playing against God and everybody, you know, Yahoo league or just some kind of public league or, or whatever the case may be, a home league. Um, I, Dr. A, like I was off Lowry marketing last year, like off. Okay. And I knew he was going to have a, a big time, you know, uptick and no, 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 no. I'm out. He's not going to be able to help me cross the finish line and break the tape for chips and trophies. That's what we're in this for, man. Um, because this late season shutdown, look, man, Scoot Henderson, 
Welcome to the late season shutdown. Portland ain't going to run this season out until the end of the year. There's no way. They're not, they're not going to be sniffing the play-in tournament. They're super young. They're going to suck. And they're going to shut it down three-quarters of the way through. Ain't Nate going to be able to help you win a championship? Jeremy Grant's not going to be able to help you win a championship. Scoot Henderson's not going to be able to help you win a championship. This is literally the thought process you have to have going into drafts. There, there are just some guys, Dr. Ray, on bad teams that are dead to me. Um, now, Detroit, okay, like they play their guys. Orlando plays their guys. The regimes that are in place right now have shown us that they play their dudes all the way to the final week. So I'm I'm cool with those teams. But um, this shutdown thing, Dr. Ray, is a huge preseason conversation. Well, and that kind of leads into what we're going to talk about, too, because the league is cracking down on this. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, the godfather as I like to call him, of load management. It's like, I don't care. Their rules aren't going to make me play any more than I would have anyway, bruh. Um, which I think is kind of funny that he just doesn't care. Uh, so doesn't. Neither does your uh, boy Pop. Well, the, uh, Pop is not necessarily my boy. But, uh, yeah, so I I don't know. I, I, you bring up a good point. Like, I, I've got Victor Weminyama at 30. I've got Chet at 39. I've got both of them in a mock draft that we did earlier this year. I'm pretty psyched about that. Uh, but the Thunder, you know, the Thunder have been tanking for the last, what, seven years of our lives. But you're right. They're done tanking. They, they've got the pieces in place to go try to do it right now. And they, they've got one of the most fun teams in the entire league. They've got depth. They've got talent everywhere. And they're they're going for it. There's no shutdown of S SGA this year if he's healthy. Whereas some of these other teams you talked about, yeah, they're not gonna. If, if the Spurs are not gonna be a number three seed in the West, which they're not gonna be, there's no reason to to run Wimby out there and risk the future. So, yeah, I mean it's interesting. I'm I'm still taking Wimby in front of Chet. You're taking Chet in front of Wimby, and uh, that's that's where we're at. Yeah, and I understand that that's a sacrifice in statistics. I completely understand that. This is about the long haul. This is about sustaining um, your level of play. So if you've been rocking and rolling with Victor and he's going for 2.2 blocks and 1.8 steals and, I don't know, 18, 9, and 3, right? And just like an uh, awesome stat line. And, oh, my God, I'm going to win the chip this year. And then you get the Woj bomb or Shams bomb. The Suns are uh, shutting down Victor Wembanyama, blah, blah, blah. Um, you're going to be like, oh, I just lost. So you'll remember this conversation. Um, Dr. A, uh, I, I just want to uh, make a Victor Wembanyama uh, observation and, uh, and bounce this off you here. Okay. Uh, to me, Dr. A, and everybody watching and listening here on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast with the OGs, Rick Kamla and Steve Alexander, um, Victor Wembanyama is the Shohei Otani of basketball. Um, forget all this unicorn stuff. I don't care about that. It's about being Shohei or not, okay? Uh, we've never seen it. In the 20s, they saw Babe Ruth, okay? That was the 20s, a thousand years ago. Um, we've never seen this in the NBA. The game is so easy for Victor Wembanyama. Um, he hit back-to-back -back threes. He's blocking shots. He went over Chet Holmgren for a putback on a free throw. He had a dig down on a steal that led to an immediate hit out to him for like a boom, boom, boom. Oh, my God, he just dunked the ball. Um, transition basket. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he's got post moves. We didn't really see him the other night. Um, he's got dog in him, right? He put the head down, went right at Chet, flexed on him, and then went KG on Chet later in the game when Chet was looking for some post whistle hot sauce. And uh, I mean, 
Wemby body blocked the guy down to the ground and then didn't help him up. Like, I love this. Like, Wemby has dog too. Are you kidding me, bro? But he's the Shohei of basketball, uh, Steve Alexander. I've never seen anything like this. We've never seen anything like a seven foot four dude with crossovers and step backs and euros and anything you want. There's nothing he can't do, brother. You didn't even you didn't even mention the reach around underhand scoop shot, like something that like that reminded me uh Brian Rosenworth and I were talking about on Tuesday, reminded us of Dr. J back in the day when he went under it was against the Lakers. I think he went under the basket and did that crazy layup. Like we had never seen anything like that at that time. And that Wemby scoop shot was sort of that same thing. Dude's got eight foot wingspan. And he's going around guys just with his arms alone and doing making circus shots uh, in preseason basketball when he played 15 minutes and scored 20 points. So, yeah, uh, I he's he's I, I think the hype is real, man. Everybody, a lot of people backed off after the draft because it was so trendy to be a, a Wimby guy at that point. Sort of like, sort of like it's super trendy right now to be a a Deion Sanders fan or. Um, Maybe a Travis Kelsey, uh, Taylor Swift deal. Like the hype is so overblown. I, I just really thought we could get through a broadcast without being poisoned by the Kelsey Swift thing. I just, I just, my bad. I, anyway, I, it's I too a, much. I, a, I was hopeful. I was hopeful. I'm just kidding. But hey, the I'm hype, the hype is real on on uh, Wimby, and I think it's real on Chet too. I mean, they're both dogs. So yeah, I'm fired up. I hear you, bro. I hear you. Uh, I'm not like the Dion thing. I'm here for all the Dion talk you want. That 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 other stuff it, to me is just it's it's become way more than football, and it's annoying as hell. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, JJ Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, JJ breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, folks. Um, I want to get, and I, I'm, you know, anyway, uh, uh, Kyrie Irving here. Um, and you're wearing a Dallas Mavericks uh, t-shirt right now. Okay. I'm not sure if that's coincidence. I'm sure it is. Uh, actually, now that I think about it, but are we concerned about Kyrie or not? He's got groin soreness. Mark Stein plugged in, uh, with all teams, but especially the Mavs says he's out indefinitely. Uh, Kyrie played in the first preseason game against Minnesota, did not play well. Uh, missed the last two games with the groin injury. Don't get me started on the Mavs holding Luca out after five minutes against Real Madrid. Uh, made me want to vomit, and I banged on him on NBA radio yesterday. Uh, the next preseason game for the uh, soon-to-be-very-mediocre and very underwhelming Mavericks uh, is October 20th, okay? So we had a long runway to that game. Um, Dr. Al, just say this. Kyrie Irving has been dead to me for years because of this right here. I'm not talking about mental health sabbaticals. I'm not talking about... Um, stupid ass, what the hell are you doing tweets? I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm talking about this dude missing games, okay? Where are you at with Kyrie Irving? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not drafting Kyrie Irving. Uh, I've got him ranked way too high. I mean, I, I've got him ranked like where he technically should be ranked if he's going to play games, 21. I'm not taking him in the second round. Um. Like it'd be interesting if 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 someone actually put out a set of rankings with their true feelings involved. Like I'm gonna put Kyrie, I'm gonna put Kyrie at like a hundred and fifty. The keep it real rankings, right? The keep it real rankings. Put put Anthony Davis at ninety nine. <laughs> you know, put it would just be kind of fun to to have some real realness out there. But you can't do that because, I, well, you can, but I can't do it. Anyway, um, we're so rooted in the stats, right? Kyrie had the ninth best stat line of all last year. Ninth, right? And you got him 21. I ain't drafted Kyrie at 21. I'm not drafted Kyrie at 65. I'm not drafted this guy. I'm not either. I'm not either. And same thing with Zion. And same thing with Anthony Davis. I don't want to mess with those guys, even though Anthony Davis is going to play 82 this year, Rick. Did you hear the news? <laughs> And uh, hey, Zion, Zion's weight is completely under control. He's added a lot of muscle. His knees are good. His ankles are good. Like, there's no problem there. He's and they got they got a three headed monster medical staff now in New Orleans to take care of him and Brandon Ingram. So those guys are going to play eighty. We're good. We're good. We have we have nothing more to worry about uh, because (laughs) the league said you got to play eighty two games. So of course uh, the entire basketball world will. I mean, obviously we all hope that those words actually are processed by the owners, GMs, uh, and medical team, um, you know, governors, and all that kind of stuff, uh, and and the players. And and it's 
I think people get a twisted doctor, right? They bang on the players about load management is definitely a collaboration. I think it's more on the teams than on the players. I really do. I think players want to play more and the teams are saying, no, we've got to be smart. And I think their agents are in there. You're yo, you got to think about longevity. And, and, you know, look at Kemba Walker, right? It was 82, 82, 82, 82. Now he's over in France. Okay. And I'm sure agents are poisoning their players with that intel. It's more important to get off the floor, sustain the business model than it is to run, 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 and burn out and then not be able to make that bag in your 30 to 35 window, uh, which uh, which was a major buzzkill for Kemba. But let's reel it in here and talk about some preseason observations. Rick Kamla and Steve Alexander, a.k.a. Dr. A, right here on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. We got to talk about your boy Bruce Brown here, okay? And I love what the Pacers are doing, Doc A. Uh, last year, they started Nebhard over Matherin. That never made any sense to me. Obviously, Brown was winning a chip in Denver last year. He's now starting over Buddy Heald. I am geeked about Matherin in the starting lineup. Uh, maybe more on the dynasty tip than the redraft tip, because I don't think we're going to get a lot of defense blocks and steals from Matherin. Um, I don't think we're going to get a lot of assists from Matherin. We may get four or five boards a game. To me, I'm looking at him like a point. You know, maybe we get two and a half threes. Um, but, you know, overall, I really like Ben Matherin. But when you start, it's kind of an Allen Houston type of stat line that back in the day, great player, but I never rocked with Allen Houston. He was basically a one, two, three, maybe category guy. Um, and then your guy, Bruce Brown, who's obviously a jack of all trades. So talk to me about your guy, Brown, and what what the, the Pacers are doing with their new look starting lineup here. Uh, dude, I've got a Apple security warning going crazy on my computer right now, and it will not stop talking at me. It wants me to call people. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do now. Uh, Bruce Brown, <laughs> I'm going to just try to not listen to this woman yelling at me and hope that my computer's not going to blow up. Um, so Bruce Brown with the Pacers is a guy that I'm kind of fired up about that I did not think I'd be fired up about. Bruce Brown is going to be a leader in that locker room. He is going to play defense. He's going to play offense. And I think he's just going to be a glue guy for a really good team. I think, like you said, Benedict Matherin, Tyrese Halberton, Miles Turner, uh, Jerace Walker. Like, there's good players on that team. They're young. They're old. Buddy Heald is kind of a forgotten guy. Um, Pacers have a lot of pieces. I think they're going to be – I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think teams are going to be a little nervous about seeing them in the playoffs. Um, boy, I don't know about Pacers in the playoffs. I think they're uh, definitely worthy of – knocking Chicago, Toronto, maybe Atlanta out of the playing tournament. Um, kind of bullish on Brooklyn. Uh, I think Brooklyn is going to be maybe at six, maybe like the pole position, uh, playing tournament team at number seven. But uh, it's interesting. Like, I'm off of Bruce Brown in fantasy um, because, you know, he doesn't hit threes, and the defense is there, but the stat lines are one night it's going to be 15-5-5. Five, and five. The next night it's going to be 5-3-3. Three, and three. He's just he's, – he's a glue guy, like Steve said. Uh, like uh, like a PJ Tucker almost, right? Where it's, it's 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 more about what he brings in reality than what he brings in fantasy. Uh, the box score doesn't always love Bruce Brown, so uh, but it's interesting, and I like the upward trajectory of this team. And after you make the bold move to sign Brown, put him in the lineup, and uh, you know he helped Brooklyn. He obviously helped Denver a lot last year. So uh, so I, I dig what they're doing there in Indiana. Now, Doctor A, what about Derek Rose? 
Um, are we going to have a renaissance here with Derrick Rose? He's back in the starting lineup. Now, they have not had Marcus Smart available. He's got a torso thing that we hope doesn't spill over to the regular season. Um, in the running to start with Bain, um, Jackson, and Adams, uh, and Smart, you know, ultimately, are Derrick Rose, Luke Kennard, John Conkar, and Zaire Williams. Kennard started the first game and then came out, and Zaire started the second game. Uh, Rose has had very mixed results, 13 points in 14 minutes, shot very well in game one, uh, one of five, two points, seven assists, though, over 20 minutes in his second game. Um, so do you think Derrick Rose will start with when they're full, right? And obviously this is during the 25-game suspension for Ja. And is Derrick Rose a waiver wire ad for you right now? I mean, <laughs> Derrick Rose is, what, 40, 47, 48 years old? He's had 11, 12 knee surgeries. I, I don't, I don't see it, man. I, I'm not, I'm not falling for that right now. I, if we're <laughs> talking about him a month from now, maybe. Okay. okay. I'm not buying it. Okay. I like it. Uh, we can move on. Um, what about Taylor Horton Tucker, uh, Dr. A? This to me was um, a big question for me and, and I'm a nerd. Maybe I'm on Camel Island with this. Um, I do have Taylor Horton Tucker in the Cam Dynasty. Uh, it's my dynasty league for basketball. Steven, uh, Steve Alexander is in this league. Um, and THT was a rock star for me at the end of last year. 18-5-6 and six is the starting PG for Utah post-All-Star. But we had a shutdown. We weren't playing with Clarkson. We weren't playing with, with uh, 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 Markinen. So is it real? Well, it looks kind of real, Dr. A. He's still the starting point guard entering uh, the first uh, for the first two preseason games here. He went 24-4-7 and seven the other night in 25 minutes and had a decent stat line in the first game. Where are you at with THT? I'm intrigued. Uh, I've, I've never been a big THT guy, but I've never been a hater. I, I, I can take him or leave him. If he's going to play like that and he's going to get those kind of minutes uh, and things go well in the, in the first week, if, if things are going well uh, when we draft you know, 10 days from now, for most leagues, will be drafting, you know, Sunday or Monday, nine or ten days from now. Uh, if things are still where they are right now with him, I'm I'm going to target him late. I like it. Um, he doesn't bring a lot of defense to the table, uh, and the the three point shot comes and goes. But the three cat line, uh, the points, rebounds, and assists, the PRA is very very good uh, from THT, and uh, it's been interesting. They've got Clarkson coming off the bench. Sexton is starting. Um, and really not doing a whole lot statistically. So uh, an interesting thing to watch. But okay, I got you uh, I got you on THT a little bit here. How about Kobe White, Dr. A? Uh, Kobe White uh, started a point guard for the Bulls first game. He just got paid three years and 40 million. I was in Chicago for their uh, media day, talked to Kobe um, and, and congratulated him on the contract. And Kobe actually brought up the numbers. He, you know, I said, are you at peace? Are you, are you comfortable? Are you content with the contract? He goes, yeah, it's 40 million. It's life-changing money. I was like, okay, young fella, just put it out there. Um, and a big talking point with uh, me and Robbie Hummel and Billy Donovan and Arturis Karnishevis and all the guys was who's going to start at point guard. So Dr. A, this is, I think, a um, fruitful position. Whoever wins this job, you got Io Dasumu, you got Alex Caruso, and you got Javon Carter, and you got Kobe White. Kobe White, again, started the first game, played really well, 14-6-6, two steals, two threes, made 60% of his shots. So do you think Kobe White will be the opening night starting point guard for the Bulls, and do I have your attention with Kobe White? 
I think he's got the most uh, fantasy upside and probably reality upside of all those guys. I like Caruso's game. Um, I can't believe you went all the way through that and we never mentioned Lonzo Ball's uh, situation one time because if Lonzo was healthy, he'd be the starter. Uh, he's not healthy. So I think um, I think Kobe White qualifies as a deep sleeper at this point. Like, if he starts for the Bulls for the whole season, he's going to put up some good, some good numbers, and he's going to be fun to ride in fantasy. So we've seen him do it before. We've never seen him do it consistently, but we've seen him do it inconsistently. Um, if he can – harness the talent and do it every night, then he's, he's going to be a steal in fantasy drafts. I liked him a lot at North Carolina. Uh, he was a top 10 pick and uh, there was a lot of hype about Kobe when he was at, at North Carolina. And we've seen flashes. We've seen 30 point games. We've seen eight threes. We've seen seven threes. We've seen some big time performances from him. Dr. A's right, man. Um, the consistency hasn't been there and that's the charge for him. And I'm sure if if he has two good first games and then the next three suck, we may see Io back in that starting lineup. But um, he is a, a nice late round pick for you guys. If you are if you've already got your teams and Kobe's out there on waivers, um, give him a hard look. Now let's talk about Dr. A, the Charlotte Hornets forwards, um, because it's interesting. You've got Miles Bridges, the making headlines. There's another arrest. It's not like new stuff. It's like a restraining order, protective order, violation. It's all in the weeds, man. Um, he's obviously going to begin the season on suspension. You have uh, Brandon Miller came off the bench in their one preseason game, 8-3-3, three, and three, shot 3 of 9 over 22 minutes. Uh, P.J. Washington started, didn't shoot well, but had a pretty good stat line. Um, Gordon Hayward had a, had a, a real good stat line uh, in, in that starting lineup. So, this has the potential, Dr. A, to be fruitful for us fantasy managers or a crowded buzzkill for us fantasy managers. So how are you looking at these Charlotte Hornets uh, forwards? Is P.J. Washington a guy that late in drafts you're, you're throwing some dice on? Where are you at with Brandon Miller? Talk to the people, Dr. A. <laughs> Dude, this woman, this Apple thing is blowing up my headphones. So it, this is going to be a long 20 minutes, but... Uh, the, the Hornets forward situation is basically just a mess right now. Uh, not only is Miles uh, Bridges back in the headlines, but he's also suspended for the first 10 games of the season. P.J. Washington got paid, but he's still P.J. Washington. You know, I, I, I'm fine with P.J. Washington as like a 12th round fantasy pick at the end of my bench and throw him in there on a Tuesday and Thursday when nobody else is playing. Um, but he's he's not he's not dynamic enough to be a, a big fantasy player. And then Gordon Hayward, you know, I, I like making fun of how old guys are. Well, he's old, he's injured, he's he's never he's not going to play four games a week when they have four games. Like he's just not going to do it. Um, so it's it's just the whole thing's kind of a mess. I if this Miles Bridges is just old recycled stuff and it's not going to add on to his troubles then i still kind of feel like he's the guy that's going to emerge out of this um mess it forward for them and be the guy that that you want to have but i'm i don't know man i'm i i'm t i'm thinking like 10th 11th round but all in all i think it's, it's just going to kind of be a big mess because you can't really can't really rely on any of those guys it's it's all it's all worthy man it is um i 
I'm really curious to see the incentive that the Hornets have to really run Miles Bridges out there. They couldn't come to terms on a contract. It's probably going to be on a new team next year. Um, and I think PJ and Hayward are going to be the starters and Brandon Miller will be the prioritized guy uh, for minutes. And Miles Bridges may not be happy with his minutes, but let's move on to the uh, Detroit situation here. Uh, Steve Alexander with Rick Kamla on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Is Jaden Ivey about to come off the bench? in Detroit behind Alec Burks. Alec Burks is a terrific role player, and he rears his ugly head again in fantasy with a young hotshot like Jaden and Ivy, a top-five pick. Dr. A, it appears so, okay? Monty Williams talked recently about the importance of having a vet like Alec Burks in the starting lineup for spacing, knowing where you're supposed to be at the right time. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Feels like Gary Harris all over again. Right, the Orlando thing. How are we not starting Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs? What the F, bro? How does that make sense on any planet? You have a near lottery pick invested in Cole. You have a top five pick invested in Jalen Suggs. And you're not playing him by Gary Harris and Markel Fultz, who's a pretty good player. But you get my point here. I feel like we got Gary Harris buzz killing young dudes all over again here. Ivy was pretty good in that bench game, and it was a really fun game. Sunday overtime game with Phoenix. He went 15-4-4 with a block and a steal and three threes off the bench with Burks in the starting lineup. Is this a buzzkill to you? Do you think Monty's just experimenting? Talk to us. Do we have an issue here with Jaden Ivy? Uh, I I don't I don't know why a team like Detroit needs to have veteran leadership on the court. They're just, there's they're not going anywhere. Um you know, you and I are always like, play the kids. We want to see the kids play. And, uh, like, even though Brandon Miller is off to a terrible start, I, I didn't talk about him with Charlotte. Even though he's not he's not looked good since he got drafted, I still want to see him play. Uh, yeah. I want to see Jaden Ivey play. Jaden Ivey can score. Jaden Ivey's a baller. We know what Alex, Alex Burks does. Like, is there a more boring fantasy player in existence than Alex Burks? Okay, maybe – Maybe he's Bruce not even Brown. a fantasy player. I, you know, he's just a player. I wouldn't even Maybe call my him guy Bruce player. Brown, but uh, I, I don't want to. I want to see Jaden Ivey out there. I don't care about Alec Burks. Um, guys, look, I'm I'm still full steam ahead with Jaden Ivey. Uh, probably going to get starters minutes off the bench if that happens. Maybe there will be a silver lining of a benefit. He can get busier against second units, doesn't have to share again with Kate Cunningham. Um, it, it's tough though. Uh, you know, maybe Detroit's getting blown out. So coming off the bench, he stays in the game longer. I'm, I'm trying to find some like silver linings here, but, uh, y it's just, it's not positive. It's not, um, but I'm still going to draft Jade and Ivy and, and hope that it, uh, that it vets itself and all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, coaches love vets. I mean, think about it like David Montgomery over Jameer Gibbs in Detroit, right? With the Lions. How nauseating has that been for all that? Hey, David Montgomery, another touchdown. Jameer Gibbs dying on the bench, right? And a lot of us went pretty high on Jameer Gibbs. Why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we? They spent like the 12th pick in the draft on him and they barely play him for this recycled Avro back. Um, you know, David Montgomery. Sorry, random fantasy football uh, rant right there. But we are the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, Rick Kamla and Steve Alexander. Um, Doc A, I want to uh, just set you up and go uh, here on the Thompson Twins. Where are you at with the Thompson Twins? Dynasty, redraft, um, the rotation, how many minutes they're going to get. Um, I, I think they're two fascinating 
guys, again, sleepers, late round picks, uh, potential waiver wire guys. If you already have your team set uh, after your draft right now, where are you at with the Thompson twins? I, I can't decide which one I like better. Um, it reminds me of Chris Elliott on the David Letterman uh, show like 30 years ago. He came out, he had like a, a scientist white coat on and he was going to do a test to see what the difference was between corn oil and peanut oil. And he takes out a bottle of corn oil and he like chugs half the bottle and he takes out a bottle of peanut oil and he chugs half of that. And he's like, Dave, I can't tell a difference. <laughs> and uh, kind of reminds me of the Thompson twins. I think it's cool that they're named after a sweet one hit wonderish eighties band. I think they can both ball. I think whichever guy you take, you're going to be pleased with in your draft. I got one of them. I don't even remember which one in Cam Dynasty, I believe. Uh, and I, oh I, I, I love them. I, I think they're going to. I think they're going to be fun uh, players to watch and and fun fantasy guys for years to come. There's something wrong with you, bro. The great Dr. Ray, ladies and gentlemen, battling adversity. He's got jokes. He's got great fantasy advice here on the Roto-Wire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. All right. Um, so, I, I look, I agree with everything you're saying uh, there about the Thompson Twins. Guys, what we have here is a basketball love affair with the Thompson Twins. I freaking love these guys. They are basketball nerds. Um, there was a video that came out after the draft, and it was uh, uh, some host dude with Osar, uh, Osar and, and Ahmed. And he was asking them, uh, it was like, name uh, uh, NBA players with the letter A, okay? And they went, boom, 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 I mean, popcorn pop, and they were going to, like, the most random-ass end-of-the-roster guys that there was. And I was like, I love these guys, Okay. Um, a lot of young fellas don't love the game. They don't love watching the game. They don't love studying the game. And it's a problem. These guys are gym rats and they're in, you know, their, their, their playbook, they're watching tape. They're like savants. They're like Kobe-ish uh, with this. They're just nerds. They want to know everything. Arr, 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 arr. They just want to consume everything they can to be the best player they can possibly be. I thought when you gave the lab code and that really funny analogy, those Chris Elliott bits on the Letterman show were hilarious. Sold well by you, by the way. Um, I thought you were going to lab code. They're built in a lab because literally <laughs> they were six foot seven, 215, twisted with muscle and quick twitch and athleticism. And they both have 40 inch verticals. Um, I think one is higher than the other. I can't remember right now, but just athletic freakazoids. All right. The shot is going to be a work in progress, and it's very much under construction. They're going to be defensive demons right now in the NBA, right now, okay? I'm not, they're not going to make all defensive teams. It's very reputation-based. I'm talking about fantasy. I'm talking about getting you blocks and steals. Right now, today, they are going to do that for you. They're going to dime because they're both fantastic playmakers. Amen, I think, is a little bit better as a playmaker, but Osar uh, is a very, very good playmaker as well. They're going to rebound. Okay, and they're going to get garbage points, right? 9, 10, 11, 12 points, right? With um, layups and making the occasional jump shot and putbacks and loose balls and just garbage, okay? Because their offensive games really need a lot of work. But I love both of these guys. I love the players. I love the dudes. 
Um, I know the family that they come from and, and how hard their dad worked uh, them and um, how tough he was on them, like in a good way, right? Like just to build them for this and to get them ready for this. Um, Osar right now has an ADP of 120, um, average ADP on Rotowire. Uh, Amen has an average ADP of 126. Dr. A, let me go to that range right here uh, to make this point better for the people. Um, okay, so let's talk about Osar. And I want to strongly encourage Troy Weaver, the shot caller of the Pistons, to trade Boyan Bogdanovich to a contender for a first-round pick stat so we can get Osar in the starting lineup with Ivy and with Cade and then with Isaiah Stewart and Jalen Duran. All young, go, grow, build together. Okay, so around Osar at 120, um, we, just ahead of him, we've got Brandon Miller, right? I would rather have Osar. We've got P.J. Washington. I'd rather have P.J. We got Ben Matherin. I'd rather have Matherin. We got Bruce Brown ahead of Osar. I'd rather have Osar. Mitchell Robinson's behind Osar Thompson. I might rather have Mitch. Um, then Josh Hart, I'd rather have Osar. Then Trey Murphy, I'd rather have Osar. Uh, then Colin Sexton, I'd rather have Osar. Then Kevin Herter, I'd rather have Osar. Then, Dr. A, we get to Amen. Right behind him, Bojan Bogdanovic. Um, I'd rather have Amen uh, with the Kevin Porter Jr. stuff, right? Then Zubots, then Jaden McDaniel, so I think is overrated. Christian Wood, Emmanuel Quickly, uh, Robert Williams, um, Zach Collins. Like, I I'm going Amen there. Uh, I, I feel like on this young Houston team, I got more uh, more upside and and just to see where it goes here. So where are you at with that, man? And some of the names I mentioned and uh, – uh, with the ADPs here of Osar at 120 and Amen at 126, I'll take I'll take those one one of the Thompson twins almost over every guy you mentioned. Uh, I probably take one of them over PJ. I probably take one of them over Mitch Robinson. Um, I can't remember all the other names you threw out there, but I mean, I want young guys with upside when I'm picking when I'm making my 125th pick. I don't want old guys that I know what they're going to do. And Colin Sexton, I don't even know. I don't even know if, if he's a, has value as a fantasy player at all. Um, so yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking those guys in almost every instance that you mentioned. I love it, Dr. A. I love it. Okay. So hey, uh, let me take what, care of some business real quick. Yeah. What's Underdog up? Tell fantasy them. is the number one platform for best ball leagues, Rick, including fantasy basketball underdogs, Featured best ball tournament for the upcoming NBA season has $500,000 in total prizes. If you haven't tried Underdog yet, new Underdog users receive a first-time deposit bonus up to $100 and a free six-month subscription to RotoWire with the promo code RWNFL. That's promo code RWNFL. Visit UnderdogFantasy.com or download the Underdog app today. And use promo code RWNFL to claim your free RotoWire subscription and your deposit bonus. Carry on, sir. Joe Buck has nothing on Dr. A. Okay. Uh, one take, Steve, right there. That was nice. Uh, Dr. A and Rick Hamley here on the RotoWire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Uh, one more uh, preseason development I wanna I want to talk about with you here. Peyton Pritchard, Dr. A is going off. He's going off, bro. And he got paid. He got paid, uh, what, 30 over four years. That day, he went for 26 with six threes against Philadelphia. Played against Philly again last night. Had 17. Had uh, three threes, three assists. He's averaging 21.3 points per game. 
Um, and so obviously we did not have Brown or Tatum last night. Some of the other starters blended in. Holiday got into the starting lineup last night, um, which we expected. But is and we can be quick about this or long, however you want. But is Peyton Pritchard a real thing here or preseason fool's gold? I mean, we got to keep in mind that yes, this is the preseason, so we can't get too excited about Pritchard. We've seen him do this before. We know that Marcus Smart is now in Memphis, so there is wiggle room for him to play. Uh, everybody was talking about Derek White being the man, and then they got Drew Holiday. Nobody was talking about Peyton Pritchard, but, I mean, once is a fluke, twice is a coincidence, three times, you know, you at least have to pay attention to what the man's doing now. So, uh I, I doubt he's going to get enough run when everybody's healthy and the and the and the games actually count to be consistent fantasy performer. But if you're in like a 14 team league, maybe a 16 team league, I think he's in play uh, in that scenario. A 12 team league, I just I just don't know that he crosses the threshold of, of draftability. But um, I'm at least intrigued. I mean, you know, you know how. You're playing on Yahoo, and you you can put them on your watch list if even if they're not on your team. I mean, uh, we're having some uh, signal signal difficulty here uh, with Doctor A, but I agree uh, with his analysis there on Peyton. Um, this is a watch and see situation, and in a twelve team league, what you've got to have is guys that are going for you know, 26, 28 minutes, you're looking for starters minutes because guys that are playing starters minutes are still there for you at that time. If you go to 14, 16, 20, um, now guys that play 20 minutes, right? Like major bench minutes, um, they become uh, valid players and, and guys you should go with very deep, but he's a, he's a deep league guy. Um, maybe to a degree, he's a dynasty league guy, but, uh, but Peyton Pritchard um, has, uh, has our attention here. So we have lost Dr. A. And uh, I, let me just uh, kind of wrap up the show here, um, talking about uh, what the league is trying to do with load management in the NBA. And the league, okay, the league office, Adam Silver, Joe Dumars, Mark Tatum, uh, the powers that be with the league, they don't like load management, okay? And uh, The Athletic wrote yesterday, pardon me one second, in a stunning development, a top NBA official says teams general practice of resting players to prevent future injury and extend careers is no longer supported by scientific data held by the league. Um, NBA VP and head of basketball operations, Joe Dumars, said the league has communicated to its players and teams that we are really emphasizing that this is an 82-game season and the league data indicating player rest doesn't necessarily translate to players being healthier, Joe D said, Hall of Famer. I think it was a given conclusion that the data showed that you had to rest players a certain amount that justified guys sitting out. He said, we've gotten more data. It just doesn't show that resting, sitting guys out correlates with lack of injuries or fatigue or anything like that. See, um, Jody didn't say that. I said that. What it does show, Dumars continues, is guys may not be as efficient on the second night of a back-to-back. <laughs> but in terms of injury and things like that, uh, that we thought that it did prior. As we got more data, we realized that it's really not holding up. That is Joe Dumars. Okay, that is that that is literally the ruling arm of the NBA right now. And a guy who played back in an era where more was more, 
and you had long training camps and you had four games in five nights and three games in four nights. And you might have had back to back to backs, but I doubt it. That was an old school thing. Um, you didn't have the travel accommodations you have now. You didn't have all of the uh, help off the court with nutrition and working out and conditioning. OK, those guys still played 82 games every year. OK, so and, and we need that old school sensibility to be uh, copy and pasted to today. OK, um, because it's right. Myself, Antonio Daniels, who I host Give and Go with on NBA radio, we both agree, okay? You got a media member who played pickup ball, and you've got a 13-year NBA vet. Two different dudes from two different worlds. We both agree that more is more when it comes to players staying healthy. The more you play, the more you condition yourself, the more you harden and callous yourself for the rigors of 1 through 82, the more likely you will be able to make it through 82, okay? But what we've done is we've shrunk training camp from a month to two weeks. We don't do two-a-days anymore. We don't do all of the, oh, this guy's puking in a garbage can stuff anymore. They don't do that anymore. And then you got week one, this guy pops a tire, and boom, this guy blows a tire. And three weeks out, this guy, we get a Shams bomb, is going to miss six to eight weeks with some damn soft tissue injury. Why are all these injuries happening? Because we are coddling our players way too much. The more they play, the more they will play. A body in motion stays in motion. A body not in motion stays out of motion. It's science. It's very, very simple, okay? And so the fact that the league has come out and said, no, your data sucks. Your data is wrong because teams, the medical staffs, the performance teams that are so like, we have to protect our players and put them in bubble wrap and we can't play them in preseason games and we've got to, oh my God, the RPMs are running high here. Um, they're in the red here on his left lower calf. We've got to sit him out. Just sh shut up. Your data sucks, okay? These guys need to play basketball. They will then be able to play more basketball. We, we have turned this thing inside out, and now we need to turn it back the way it was, okay? And is it going to happen overnight? No. What I'm looking for is a noticeable and somewhat significant increase in games played. And, you know, me and Steve Alexander, uh, uh, we track this. Some of you guys track this. All of us at Rotowire track this stuff. Every night, we know who's in. We know who's out. We develop injury books on these guys. We know who's soft, Brandon Ingram, uh, D'Angelo Russell. We know who's hard, right? The guys that like to play through injuries. Jason Tatum, Pascal Siakam come to mind, okay? We know who those guys are. So I'm going to be looking at the guys who usually miss games and see if we get a little uptick. Okay. And so it's something I'm really going to be watching, but I love what the league is trying to do. I believe eventually it's going to help us over here in fantasy basketball because guys, I invented the sport and I have been really in, in a, in a good way with fantasy basketball, but I've been, it's like a love affair that's been taking some hits. Okay. In terms of load management, tune into it, tuning into a game. Neither of your guys are playing. It all happens at the last minute and it's, it's a buzzkill. It's annoying. Okay. It's just not fun. It's not as fun when you got to, oh my God, like this guy's in and this guy's out. And you got to make 10,000 moves every day because of load freaking management. Okay. We should be able to rely on our main dudes to just play the game that they love. And the game they're paid to play. So it's, it's guys, it's encouraging. It's positive. I think we're heading in the right direction. Will the teams, will the players get with it? Will we see a change? I'm hopeful. Okay, so for Dr. A, I am Rick Kamla. Thank you so much for watching the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. 
And we will see you next Thursday, 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Eastern time. Good luck with all of your drafts and all of your wagers and have a great week. And we will see you very, very soon. Peace.